Battlegrounds podcast. I am your host, Robin. And I'm your host, uh, Juna. <laughs> and I have a cold. <laughs> and I love it. This is going to be a sultry podcast today where we <laughs> use uh, Barry White voices. <laughs> they probably just think I modified my voice. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, really, I do have a cold. And so... I love the way my voice sounds right now. I wish my voice sounded like this every day, but uh, there is one drawback, which is that my voice will crack periodically as well. So I thought we could have some fun with this, and I have a beer with me right here. I'll probably have to re-up here soon, but I think we could make a drinking game out of this. Dude. So every time my, my voice cracks, we should take a drink. I love it. Including you listeners yeah mm-hmm. i actually forgot i have some sake in the fridge i'm gonna go grab it <laughs> oh yeah hey go ahead man i'll play some elevator music listeners if uh if you want to pour yourself a drink for this one uh enjoy the music and uh we'll be right back with you I'm going to go grab one, too. I'll be right back. All right. I got some sake. Okay. Oh, did I lose you, Robin? Well, we done lost Robin. Guess I'll just have to nurture me a drink. Let's let's kick it off right now with an with an inaugural drink. All right. <laughs> mm. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the Lagunitas Brown Sugar. Ooh, classic. Which I'm not saying that with an like a faux Southern accent. They spell it like that. Sugar. <laughs> um, That's a solid brew. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I kind of look over. Lagunitas, but no more. This thing is delicious. Is that an IPA? I forget. No, it's um, what is it? It's an ale. Mm. It's got a. It's a. It's for an ale. It's kind of got a thick flavor to it. Mm. I will say, thick. Yeah, man, we are just easing in tonight. Aren't we? <laughs> we are just <laughs> just easing you guys in. 
Okay. Well, well, let me tell you about what I'm drinking. So I got I got okay. some sake. It's a Shoune Chunmai Daiginjo, which, if you know anything about sake, you're probably laughing at me right now because I sure don't. <laughs> and then it also says Hakutsuru on it. So um, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't know what that means, man. I, you know, I missed out. Get cultured, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ignorant twat. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, but but the uh, the sake meter has value plus two towards dry and full bodied. Mm-hmm. At the other end of the spectrum, the spectrum it has sweet and light. Hmm. So there you go. I would love it if like all beverages came with the, like scales mm-hmm. on the bottle. Mm-hmm. I told you what they tasted like. I don't know. Even when I'm tasting them, like eh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you need that scale to tell you what you're tasting. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my subjective ability to, to like judge taste is terrible. <laughs> it just is. I don't know why. Um. So, what are we going to talk about today? And and after we talk about that, I want to talk about a potential topic for next week that right. I wouldn't have been ready for this week. Hmm. And I might never be totally ready for it, but I still want to try to cover it. Mm, okay. We'll get there, though. So this week, I know Wacky Jackie just came out with a thing about rank and the ranking system and how it works. So we're going to mm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's new patch notes for patch 23 for the PC, which is sure to hit Xbox at some point, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we want to cover that. It's got some juicy stuff. And... We wanted to do a weapon highlight, which we haven't done in ages. Yeah, going back to our roots. Yeah, MK47. Is that everything? Yeah. What, what okay. do you mean, is that everything? I mean, I had some other ideas. Like, I was thinking about talking about distraction as, like, and just in terms of how it can be used in the game and why to use it and different ways of using it. But mm. I think that that might fit into a different episode better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a mini topic. No, we've already got a good, like, two hours and 75 minutes <laughs> planned for this episode. I, th- I, think, I think we'll be fine. I like that math. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially well, at this rate, man. I know, I know, this, like, man. casual pace tonight. I kind of like it. Yeah, we're going to be crunk. This All is right. like a Joe Rogan pace right here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, without further ado, in that case, let's jump into, let's talk about this new PC patch, man. So, All right. So there's a lot coming down the pike here. For some reason, my web browser has crashed and it's not letting me <laughs> scroll. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so I Should might... we save the juicy bit for last? The juicy the bit? juicy morsel. Yeah. <laughs> for the end of our update on the update. All right. All right, all right. Let's do it. Because I want to jump right at it, but I think I'm going to like make just, myself just wait, savor like it. I did in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. so lead us off in that case. Um, bunch of other shit that doesn't matter. And <laughs> no, kidding. Um, okay. So, I'm trying to think of what else matters. They updated the blue zone a little bit. They mm. made it slightly like the bubble part of the blue zone. They made that slightly more transparent. And they have some before and after images showcasing that. And it does look better. Mm-hmm. It's important. This is important because something I've noticed playing lately is that the circle meta, meta has changed a lot. Mm. And that 
people people have always like waited in the blue or gone out into the blue but it's been a very good strategy lately since they updated the blue zone to flank people in the blue because Ah, it's a lot harder to see through yeah so i and i've even used that a couple times like if i was privy enough to use it then a lot of other people are privy enough to use it Mm -hmm. and this this is what was happening us to, to us a lot in squads is people would come at us from the blue and flank us and things like that and finally we started using it to our advantage and i noticed there was like some initial with other people i've played with kind of reticence to really accept it and to leverage it you know people are saying things like come on like that's not how you play the game like you know what is this like you're supposed to be in the circle not outside of it and it's kind of begrudging you know Mm. but it was a legit tactic because it's really hard to see people outside of it and um yeah even at close range so there's you know and i've seen clips online Mm -hmm. yeah if someone's more than 30 meters out unless they're running through an open area would be really easy to see them if there's foliage and stuff like in sanok it's gonna be really hard to see them in the Mm. blue so yeah it was fun hopefully i'm i I was kind of excited about that new meta just because it's an extra layer of things to think about and that's still gonna be there but i don't think it's gonna be as easy to exploit based on the images i'm seeing and these are like low resolution images too that Mm -hmm. probably don't even show the difference as much as it actually exists in the game yeah so mm -hmm. yeah they kind of looks the same to me to be honest Mm. (laughs) i had to look at them like back and forth several times before i was like oh okay that is yeah a bit different (laughs) yeah yeah but i I trust them you know Mm -hmm. if there's anyone you can trust it's PUBG co-op you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it's true especially in low light areas and like mm, mm-hmm. in the jungle in Sanhok, you could really exploit it mm-hmm. because there's no contrast at that right, point. Right, right, right. If you're looking at a shaded person in shaded ground through the blue, no way. Just throwing but, all sorts of shade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because the, the, at that point, the blue barrier is actually brighter than anything behind it. Mm, so, right. Mm-hmm. No, good call. Mm-hmm. I was just going to talk about the key map guy. Yeah, Is that what yeah, you're yeah. going to talk about? Yep. Yeah, take it away. I mean, they just added right above the mini map, they have a contextual key guide. So it shows keys that you can use and what they do. Um, and hopefully they res- respond or, or adapt to your actual key bindings, <laughs> which would be fundamental, you would think. But. I've noticed that the key map that they show on the loading screen is just an image that they show to everybody. Mm, It doesn't change if you change your key binding. So this is hopefully a little more sophisticated than that. Yeah, that's cool. I'm wondering, you know, I've played the game for a long time, so there probably won't be any surprises for me. But heck, maybe there's some controls I just kind of forgot about and never use. Or if if they have a new action that they introduce, then we'll be able to see how to use it on the key map there, hopefully. Um yeah, so it could be useful. It's definitely going to be useful for new people, but I don't know how many like new people are playing PUBG these days. Yeah, it'll be good. Like, for example, they added that stand up on the motorcycle option, you know? What? <laughs> oh, you didn't know about You're that? shitting me. Yeah, that'd be cool, though. Yeah, you know, go, go into the menu. You'll find the key. It's, um... Yeah, yeah. Umlaut. Just, yeah, scroll down if you don't see it. Just scroll hit the, <laughs> just hit scroll the, down. Hit the umlaut key. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, you get to stand up while you're riding the motorcycle. Umlaut. Is that the squiggle key under escape? Umlaut. It's like the two dots. Oh, the two over, dots. Over the O, you know? Oh. That's, uh, yeah, just, just keep looking at your keyboard. You'll find it eventually. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Let's see what else they've been doing here. Looks like you can. Uh, we're not going to read all of these. Looks like you can still you mm. can get XP now for observing your teammates, which is kind of interesting. So, if you die and you stay watching, it'll give you fifty percent less XP than you would have been earning while you're alive. But you'll still be earning XP, so that's kind of chill. Mm-hmm. You know, gives you yeah, incentive. Yeah, I like that. To... I, I don't give a shit about XP, but it's still cool. <laughs> but, you know, if if like some of our listeners, that's something that matters to you, then this this will matter to you a great deal. Now, XP is just for clothes, right? Or is that, that's BP. XP might go, because there's RP, XP, and BP. <laughs> RP is round points. And then, I don't, like, honestly, I don't even know what XP is. Like that's maybe that's it's, why I don't care it's about like, it. It's like the event pass thing, man. You know. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. You you would think that we would know this running a freaking podcast about the game, but it, I just like I, I'm just not <laughs> engaged by that whole yep. system. So. Nope. You're just a you're a cold blooded killer, Robin. Yep. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So speaking of cold-blooded killing, I'm excited about this new custom match mode that they've introduced, uh, which is, it's kind of like mm. something that people have been approximating in their own way for ages in the game. But it's a new game mode in war mode, and it's called Conquest. So, yeah. AKA Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Battlefield. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the the similarity is players know what i'm talking about okay (laughs) (laughs) they've uh, they've introduced a new mode in PUBG. it's called blackout and uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. but so this is pretty cool because it basically gives you two platoons up to 50 players each and that it's kind of like a full-on like an actual war mode where you know people are like waves and waves of people trying to capture and hold objectives in a certain map area and Mm. you earn points as you capture or hold objectives and i just think that this is something the game has needed for a while and so i'm really excited to see it like Mm -hmm. we we did some mock-ups of this i think robin you kind of orchestrated this and it was pretty hard yeah, but we we were actually trying CTF in customs mm, using that's using right. a certain article of clothing. Yeah, that's um, right. We were using an orange jumpsuit as the flag. It was really it was pretty fun. Yeah, and shortly thereafter they they screwed up customs, so I just stopped trying. Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't tried customs again in a while, so I'm, maybe they work now. I don't know, but I lost patience. Yeah, well, yeah, I think this should generate some new interest in that mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's cool i i would love to try it i don't know i guess this like for me this game doesn't really shine in like the deathmatch area because of the the plane drop mechanic that they can't let go of mm. for different game yeah modes. yeah that's i just true. don't think it's i don't think it's relevant for conquest for mm-hmm. example it just doesn't it the way that conquest usually works in a game is you capture a point one let's say there's three points like there are here 
if you have a, if your team has captured a point, you can spawn at that point, or you can sp- any at any point your your uh, team is captured. In this case, you're going to drop from a plane. The flight path is going to go well within flying distance of or dropping distance of any of the points, and you can drop at any of them. Um, and I guess you can you know coordinate with your team, drop markers to show which ones you want to focus on, things like that. But why do that when you can play Battlefield that has squads, um, has objectives? built into it where squad mate uh, the leader of the squad can set an objective and guide your team right like and you're spawning on the ground you're not doing this like noisy annoying plane mechanic each time you die which presumably is going to be fairly quick quick because this is going to be like a more close quarters um high intensity game mode so i don't know it just frankly it sounds annoying to me to Mm. even play Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it is a little bit hard. You know, let, let's just come out and say it, Robin, that, you know, Call of Duty 4 Black Ops has been released upon the world mm-hmm. now, and everyone's playing it, and it's, you know, it's the elephant in the room. It's the new kid on the block. It's really cool. They're doing a good job, and PUBG's going to have to struggle to keep up now is, is basically the deal. So, yeah. There, I've said it. <laughs> I got that <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> yeah, so back to this PUBG. Um, I just, I think it's cool they're moving in this direction. I agree with you that it's th- the likelihood of it being implemented in a slick and polished way is pretty much no, zero. Dude, it's a customs mode. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a game mode, okay? So, like, to me, that it has half baked written all over it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. If you want to fuck around in some other way, here's a way you can fuck around. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Who's got time for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was playing this game 20 hours a week, I'd find some time for it, but I only have time for maybe six to eight hours a week. And, you know, when I'm doing that, I like to eke it out in the solos, which is what this game shines at. Like, this yeah. game shines at the Battle Royale thing. It's true. Um, and I particularly like solo play and it's really good at that. Um, but if they're going to do this other stuff, like, cool, but you know, do it. Like, don't just like Mm -hmm. flirt with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they flirted with a lot, um, in that respect, including deathmatch with the war mode. Yeah. Um, which really like how much effort would it take to like really refine that and, um, you know, make it a little different. Right. But no, nah, agreed. Yeah. Well, let let's jump over to something that might be a little more exciting to talk about, which is the thing that you alluded to that you slow rolled us on. So, oh, oh, are we ready for that? Yeah, let's yeah. let's get into it. Okay, great. Well, they released a. I'm going to call it a machine pistol. Yes. Or automatic pistol. Mm-hmm. And this thing looks awesome. When I first saw the footage that they released. I thought, like, oh, it's a 9 mil vector, forgetting that <laughs> it's actually in the pistol slot. Yeah. And from the sound of it, it sounds like the fire rate is really close to the vector. It's definitely in, like, the vector Uzi category. Mm-hmm. And it shoots 9 mil. What's it uh, called? It's called the Scorpion. The Scorpion. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sting. So we've seen this in other games. It usually falls in the SMG category. Mm. Um, but here it's classified as a machine pistol and 
as far as pistols go, it takes by far the highest number of attachments, mm. which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm happy to ditch the sawed off because that's been my go-to pistol slot weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. So this is exciting. This looks like a pistol that we might that might actually see regular play in the game. It mm-hmm. seems like the weapon that a lot of people like who start playing this game are hoping the Glock will be. And then mm-hmm. pretty, you know, pretty quickly you discover how terrible that weapon is. And so I think that this really has the chance to, yeah, dethrone both the Glock and the Sawed-Off to become the pistol of choice in the game. And so there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, Number one is that, yeah, so it has a lower rail. And that's amazing because you can put the vertical foregrip, half grip, and light grip on it, all of Mm -hmm. the small grips on it. Mm-hmm. which, you know, with any luck will actually make it a pretty stable firing experience. Mm-hmm. And you can also put the laser sight on it, which, you know, might uh, might actually be relevant for a pistol, right? Yeah. Um, especially yeah. like a, a machine pistol. So this might actually be the weapon that you want that attachment for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really exciting. And then the other thing is that it takes the micro Uzi stock as well. So this is, you know, I think that... Does that Ixnay, the micro Uzi stock, is the only like single gun attachment in the game? <clears throat> I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of shotties that only take certain types of chokes, but right. there's two at least. Mm-hmm. Two weapons for each one. So Yeah. So sorry, micro Uzi stock. You've lost your exclusive status. Yeah. You're polyamorous <laughs> like the rest of us now. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to use this thing. Oh, yeah. Um, my only wish is that you could equip pistols in all three slots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. know, because I'd have, I'd have my... Uh, one thing we don't know is how, what types of scopes it can equip. I'm guessing it's only red dots, yeah. which is kind yeah, of sad. Yeah, it does say red dot sight on it, so I'm guessing that's okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dang. Because yeah. um, I would be excited to try to put a 2x or a 3x on it just to see how it could do but frankly if this is an uzi or vector kind of substitute yeah you don't need anything not not gonna get much mileage out of that anyway yeah that's the magical range but i was just fantasizing about having like a full scorpion loadout (laughs) like my like zoom scorpion and my close range scorpion (laughs) hip fire scorpion Mm -hmm. oh i love it well i i mean Clearly the most exciting thing to do with these would be to dual wield them, but you know, who knows when and if that's ever going to come to this game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. This is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's insane. Also takes an extended mag. Um, the default mag size is 20 and the extended mag is 40. Yeah. Which is, which is insane. Wow. That's, that's m- higher than any other SMG. Except for the ump. Right. Yeah. Oh, ch- yeah. It ties with the ump. Well, and, right? the, and the Tommy gun, I guess. But Well, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was thinking of the, the Uzi and Vector, right. which like, m- mainly substitutes for in yeah. terms of its fire rate and handling. Um, yeah, it kind of yeah. it kind of puts the extended Vector to shame, doesn't it? Like when you compare the 
25 bullets mm -hmm. of the vector with the 40 in this pistol it's kind of right it's kind of sad really yeah we'll have to see what the damage is mm -hmm. of it because if it's at at all comparable to I, i'm guessing it's going to be hopefully at least comparable to the uzi's damage um in that case i think this thing is awesome and i would probably i'm definitely going to try to use it instead of the vector and that's that's saying a lot because lately the vector is my number one choice mm. for anything under like 70 meters mm. like yeah you've been doing well no question thing. yeah you posted a pretty sick video in our Discord of a squad wipe you got with a vector. Yep. Yeah, and that last motherfucker that I killed had let go of a grenade that killed me. <laughs> so it wasn't clean. I didn't get away to tell about it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that vector is insane, man. I love it. But, you know, adding... It maxes out at 25 bullets with the extended mag. Mm -hmm. This thing has 40. I don't know. That's just so... This thing is the squad eater. Mm-hmm. If it if it puts out the damage, mm -hmm. right? Like you can take down two people easy mm -hmm. and be kind of sloppy before you have to reload. Yeah, you could potentially take out a full squad without reloading if you're landing your shots. Yeah. So, yeah my my guess is it's gonna be somewhere between the Glock and the Uzi in terms of like how good it is. Mm -hmm. but if it's at all closer to the uzi and i mean just think about like imagine an uzi that you can put a red dot on like that's pretty amazing like that's been one of the main reasons i haven't been running the uzi lately so i yeah. just i don't know i'm excited about this weapon and especially like when it's fully kitted out it could just be so sick and i i was saying this earlier that i think if this actually turns out to be a usable weapon at close range, it could really open up the options for how people kit themselves out. So, like, for example, before this, like, having a setup like uh, like an M16 or, like, our weapon of the week, the MK47, mm -hmm. with, like, a 2 or 3x scope, and then, like, having that as, as your primary, and then having, like, a Car 98, for example, as your sniper like or as your second weapon that that would be like a bit of a silly combination before because you know you you wouldn't mm -hmm. really have a weapon that's shredded at close range you wouldn't have a full auto most people wouldn't yeah. choose a setup like that right but this kind of this makes a loadout like that more possible because now you have a, a really potent close range weapon that's full auto mm -hmm. that has a decent mag size. So I just, I think that this has the potential to really open up the, uh, what you can equip yourself with in the game. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I could even see myself going sniper DMR Scorpion. Oh, that would be <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Especially in the bigger maps like Miramar, the bigger open maps. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you land the bolt action sniper shot and then you switch to your DMR to finish him off because mm -hmm. it's still a heavy hitter. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't feel as comfortable. The M16 is definitely a good choice too. But the other ARs, I don't really want to switch to those. And I don't know. Actually, I take that back. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> but there's some disadvantages to ARs. 
that like I never feel 100% comfortable having an AR now that I know what SMGs can do. Mm, agreed. Um, and what I'm thinking of is the mobility of just slightly faster movement speed and you just you feel slightly more agile with them. But the I think a big part of that is the ADS speed. Yeah, totally. It's noticeably faster. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Like in terms of when you see somebody and you have that initial like Ooh, okay, action. Like, we got to sight this guy. We got to take him down. Every little millisecond adds up. Yeah. And if it feels sluggish to raise your gun and start letting rounds out, then that feels, you feel vulnerable. And SMGs, of course, are faster at that. And I wish we had stats on this in terms of how fast ADS was for these classes or these particular weapons within the classes. I don't have stats on that. I don't know if anyone does. Um, But it's it's easy to do if you just compare and we we could end up with measurements for this but if you just you know get out your ar aim down sight get out your smg aim down sight noticeable difference and i've never actually compared the pistol class to the smg class but because uh, i don't use pistols <laughs> <laughs> no but i would think it'd be even faster and that responsiveness like it it kind of it makes it feel like pubg could have a slightly run and gun dynamic in a place like Sandhawk mm. or or in close quarters where you could be running around with the scorpion with the red dot with an extended mag and the stock and all of the things and be responsive enough to actually take down people wielding ARs. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, man. So, that's what I want to try. I want to see how this works. I'm in for it, dude. Yeah, I just I think this weapon is really exciting and I don't know. I just I think it has the potential to be like the new breakout in the pistol slot. Speaking of guns do you want to jump into our weapon of the week okay let's do it talk about the mk47 mutant right so yeah so yeah go ahead when we first discussed this on the show i remember that i was actually feeling pretty optimistic about it and i remember that you Mm -hmm. were feeling pretty skeptical about it so really yeah okay yeah so where are you landing on this weapon right now I actually feel really good about it right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about that. Um, it, to me, it, it, it feels like a very reliable mid to long range weapon that can spam faster and with less recoil than any of the DMRs with slightly less damage, but not a lot less. I, I think that it's well worth the trade-off in terms of its um, its ability, its controllability. It's 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 easier to me to control than an AK. Like, and I don't single tap the AK very often, but this thing just feels like it's built for it. Oh, definitely, um, I agree one hundred percent. Like, if you're single tapping, especially at any kind of range, the MK forty seven just smokes the AK. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um. Even though, I mean, it's got a slightly faster bullet speed. It's at 780 meters per second compared to 715 mm-hmm. meters per second 
for the AK, mm. which is quite slow. Yeah. Mind you. Yeah, it is pretty slow. Um, yeah. But I just I feel really confident with the MK. Um it's got the it's got a big enough punch that if you're on target, which isn't that hard to do when you're on single fire, you're dropping people. Is I mean, I feel almost as confident as I do with an M4 or a QBZ like on full spray. Right? Even even more so. I definitely had a longer range. Like I I feel like I can drop people quicker at range with this than I could with an M4 or mm. um or with a QBZ, which are my kind of go-to ARs. Really? With the QBZ. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Okay. For a moment I thought you were talking about the QBU. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a that's a different discussion. Well, speaking of that, um if right now if you had the choice between a QBU or this, the MK47, what would you choose? Mm. It depends on whether or not I had a sniper. <laughs> okay. Okay. If I Fair have enough. a sniper, I would rather have this. Mm, okay. If I don't have a sniper yet, then the QBU. So if that makes sense. Is is that mm-hmm. because you might be like you might find yourself in situations where you're slapping a red dot on the MK and switching it to burst mode? Um I nope, I don't do burst mode. Oh really? It. You're just not nope. you're not into it? Um, well, you know what? I, I'm looking at the stats on the QBU now. I'll get back to burst mode in a second, but the QBU has 48 base damage. The MK47 has 49. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think I was making my decision before based on the assumption that the QBU might actually pack a DMR punch. Yeah. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I would... From my subjective experience with it, it has more recoil. It also, it does have a much higher bullet speed at 495 a second, which is really fast. Um, Wait, what is it? Uh, 49, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mixed up my numbers. 945 yeah, meters per second. Okay. That's, yep. Yeah, which is, yeah, that is substantially faster than 780 for sure. Yep. Yeah, so that but I guess that that is really the reason to use that weapon, kind of like the, the QBU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So these five five six DMRs are interesting. Um, they're definitely more for spamming, right? Yeah, and it's spamming at range. Yeah. So, um, I. Th- it's funny because I've been playing so much Sandhawk that all of this, when I think about what I would pick, it's in that context. Yeah. And like, when do you have the opportunity to spam someone at more than 150 meters in Sandhawk? Yeah, it's, it's just not, not common, is it? frequent enough to really think about. Yeah, I agree. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel like the mutant seems to be at its best on Sandhawk because it's just the mutant is perfect at those kind of ranges, like in the hundred to 200 meter range, it really shines. So, Mm. but Mm -hmm. even, I mean, anything like 50 meters and out, I think it's a solid choice. Uh, I I should say, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the mutant is good from about 50 meters to about 150 or 200 meters. Like, after that, that bullet speed really starts affecting you. The the bullet right. drop and the accuracy it yeah. really really tails off. You know, totally. Like I I wouldn't. I'd have to be pretty hard up to use this as a sniper rifle. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It is definitely but in not Sandhawk. That. I usually, I often don't feel like I need a sniper. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to get to vector range most of the time. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, there's, yeah, there's people over there. Okay, I'm gonna get close and use my vector because um, it's just so much more reliable. Yeah. <laughs> than anything else, like any other any other strategy I know. Mm-hmm. Um, people are a bit too mobile in Sandhawk typically to like line up reliable sniper shots i mean you can do it just like any other map but um yeah i don't know i feel like the more i'm sitting around like scoping somebody waiting for them to be still in sanok the more likely i'm i am to get flanked Mm -hmm. and and circled on because it's just such a close tight map yeah and people are everywhere so agreed i snipe as little as i can on that map uh that's not true and in solos i like it but in squads it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a death sentence <laughs> to me trying to like snipe people. It's, it's true. It's so easy to get out angled. Yeah, that's the thing so. is that like like sniping really is a very kind of tunnel vision-y activity. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and taking that time to try to line up the headshot when you got people flanking you or this crossfire mm-hmm. or shit like that. And mm-hmm. and also, you know, speaking of ADS time, like those, you know, bringing a sniper up and, and getting that eight times scope lined up and stuff, it does actually take substantially longer. So that's yep. a thing to remember. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we're talking about it because I don't, I don't think I, I think that way often enough on Sanok because once you fire that first sniper shot, you're thinking like, oh, I'm well covered from that opponent. You know, like I'm doing short peaks and they like the chance that they're going to peek me quick enough and hit me before I can take cover is really slim. So you might take a couple more shots. By the time you're into your third shot in this kind of battle, you're looking at like 15 to 20 seconds, maybe. Yeah. And you can be damn sure that any of the squads in the area are trying to exploit that. Yeah. Right. Totally. Like they're flanking you. They're flanking the other team. Like everybody's getting in on this at that point. So I think the more that we can think of snipers, especially bolt action snipers on Sandhawk as like a one or two shot type experience mm-hmm. and then go close range, mm-hmm. the better. Um, or even anticipate that flank. Anticipate, like think of your engaging with a, a distant squad as being bait. Mm. Because it is. Yeah. Whether you're aware of it or not. You know, it's bait if you're aware of it. If you're not aware of it, then you just sign your own death sentence yeah <laughs> you might as well take the shot scope them out for a few more seconds and then start looking to your sides and behind you <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's fighting words man you know mm-hmm. and especially because yeah. another thing that is worth noting here is again like that huge increase in the volume and the distance of a sniper shot right so like you know, the, the snipers make, you know, those are audible at like, what, 700 meters, something like that? A bolt action by default without suppression is audible at 1,000 meters. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. With suppression, 750, which is huge. Right. So, um, so just right there, I mean, you definitely have to know that if you're popping off a bolt action sniper on Sandhawk, like you're just telling absolutely everyone where you are. And, and furthermore, you're telling them all like, okay, there's some dude on a hill probably like, you know, who's going to be spending a lot of time staring down their ATEX scope 
like a dumbass mm-hmm. and I'm going to mm-hmm. have ample time to like figure out where they are and sneak up on them and take them out. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think we just came up with a new strat, which is <laughs> carry around at least one bolt action sniper on your team just so they can fire it and draw in other people. <laughs> nice. Okay. And everyone switch to your ARs and close range stuff. I and love wait. it. Dude, mm-hmm. I love the idea of like securing a pretty good position and then like, you know, firing off a couple sniper shots and having your squad pretend that you're in like a medium range firefight. Yeah. And then just like draw in wave after wave of, of rotators and just fucking melt them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like what if you were in a valley, right? Like there's two little hillsides facing each other and you have half of your squad on one hillside and half of your squad on the other. And you just, you know, shoot around, make some noise and whoever's trying to get the closest people, right? Like, let's say you're looking at your squad mates on the other hill and everybody's shooting. So the people going coming in on you guys are they're gonna be going after you for your close squad mates, and you're gonna see them coming over the hill for them. And so if you're well hidden, you know, it could it could be a good recipe for kind of drawing people in and taking them out. That's something I, I've always wanted to work on more is baiting. Mm. Um, creating little traps for people, mm-hmm. which seems especially and easy in Sandhawk because there's it's such a high density. You know, there's going to be people that you can draw in from somewhat nearby at any time, really. Yeah. So totally. Well, yeah, that's exciting. Actually, that is a strat that I would really enjoy working on and actually seeing if if you could get it refined a little bit because. I just think there's so much rotation and there's so many kind of hungry squads who are just like, oh, let's move in on that. And and I just feel mm-hmm. like turning the tables on them would be so satisfying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, so before we move on from the mutant, though, so I just want to get clear on this. Like, are you just like never burst mode? Is it just something that you're not going to do? Never. No. Okay, so why is because you can spam so fast with it? Okay, so you just think that your overall, your like your average rate of fire versus accuracy is going to be better spamming in single. Absolutely. Okay. Supposing, yeah. I mean, all right, just for argument's sake, supposing it's the first weapon you pick up and you're inside a building and you hear someone enter the building, like, would you still leave it in single, single fire? fire yep all right (laughs) we we have a man who's committed see i i would not at all i would definitely put that thing in burst mode and and you know okay the one thing about early game if if it's your first weapon and you think someone's rushing you in the first within the first 20 to 30 seconds it changes the the math a little bit because the person who's rushing you probably doesn't have armor of any kind so, mm, it's still going to be three shots to kill him, though. Yeah, yeah, that's I think true. I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stick with the single fire, man. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, <laughs> I'm. A... I was gonna say, I guess if you if you land a headshot, then you could get him get him in a double tap, right? Or even a single shot. You'd get him in a single shot, but. 
Um, well, that's a that's a thought. Like, let's if you landed one shot and you went back around the corner, you know, then if you switch to burst mode, you might just be able to lay them out. But mm -hmm. I just think I don't know. I this is the first weapon that I've been really excited about the two bullet burst mode on. So like the vector and the ump, I never use it. And the reason for that is that I just, those guns don't hit hard enough. And so I just mm -hmm. feel like I'm either going to keep them on full auto or I'm probably just not going to use them for that encounter. You know, like maybe, I don't know, maybe if I'm in some weird like early game scenario where I like I pick up a vector and the first scope I find is a 2x scope and then I see someone running around in the courtyard like 75 meters away maybe I'll switch it into single bullet mode and just try to tap them out you know but mm -hmm. by and large with those weapons I'm just switching them to full auto as soon as I get them and I'm just keeping them there right but yeah. what I love about this weapon is that each bullet hits so hard that like landing that burst is pretty devastating, you know? Like your opponent's gonna feel that even if they're wearing armor, like getting getting just tapped real quick with two bullets is gonna make a big impact. So mm -hmm. I just think that it's worth working on. I think that it's worth trying for. And I think that if you practice it you can actually get really good results and one of the ways you can do it is by getting used to aiming lower than you're used to mm -hmm. so this is actually an interesting trick that i picked up from watching shroud is that um in one of his videos it was actually like a it was a pretty it was a pretty famous moment where shroud takes out the dock and okay he was watching the footage afterwards from both sides. And one of the things he commented on with the dock was he was like, the problem with this encounter is that the dock is aiming too high with his spray. And so he's like having to pull down a lot harder. And, you know, he was like, mm. when I entered that encounter, I like start with my radical lower on yeah. his body and then when i spray full auto it just goes straight up and hits him in the head right yeah exactly and so that's the kind of thing that you know shroud is good enough to pull off consistently but he wins mm -hmm. that fight because he gets a headshot in his spray and the doc doesn't right and it just got I me think, thinking about yeah. this and so i think that this is a weapon in particular where if you get used to it especially at like maybe 40 meters or 30 meters or something if you get used to how it jumps you can really mm -hmm. like you know you can kind of aim like low center mass and pick up some really lucky headshots with it yeah i think that's awesome yeah that's exactly the way you should think about it because really if you're using an ar which you're going to be if you're on full auto or an smg that the spray pattern on, on these is that the first to second bullet gap in terms of vertical recoil is the biggest. Yeah. And you're going to have to land at least two bullets on them anyway. One's going to be a body shot. One's going to be a headshot. Yeah. So if you're going for first shot, headshot, second shot, body shot, that's a lot harder. You're going to have to be dragging and you're going to have to be dragging very well timed. Right. Where you, you click, 
hear the first shot, you're doing kind of a strong drag to compensate, and then you're landing the, the rest of the shots. Landing that first shot, don't even worry about compensating for it. Mm-hmm. And then right after the second shot goes off, which you already have the tempo at that point, and you have a little bit, like, the, the motor skills it takes to click and then start thinking about adjusting your elbow or your shoulder, to whatever it is that you use to drag your mouse down. Probably you're resting your palm and just dragging your fingers toward you with your mouse. Um, at, then that's just, it's really easy at that point mm-hmm. to start dragging down after the second shot. Mm-hmm. But doing it between the first and second shot, if you start aiming at the head, that's really hard. You're more than likely, you're going to hit their head if you're a good aim on the first shot, or you're going to miss and shoot over one of their shoulders. And then you're going to shoot over their head one or two shots. And then you're going to drag down and start spraying all over the place mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're trying to control recoil yeah. and catch up at that point. Yeah. So chest, head, head, head is the better way <laughs> right and i think i think what happens in this game a lot is you'll have these frustrating moments where like like you'll come around a corner and it feels like someone will just like one shot headshot you with an ump right and you'll mm-hmm. be like okay i had a level two helmet and full health why did that person one shot headshot me with the ump that's just not possible right Right. But the reality is what actually happened is that they probably landed like two body shots in their spray and the third one hit your head. And at that point, it was enough damage to just insta-kill you. Exactly. I mean, at that range, why even recoil control? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just point at their chest and shoot, you know? Totally. <laughs> You're gonna, you'll probably get them. Totally. So I think mm-hmm. that that's something, you know, I used to think that people were cheating a lot more in this game, you know? Because I was like oh, like, how did they just immediately kill me? And then over time, I just realized that, like, you know, it, those the, these guns fire so fast in full auto that, like, you know, it only takes a couple of bullets before that headshot hits you, and, and that's enough to kill you. Like, especially yeah. with a vector, right? A vector is just, you know, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you're insta-dead. So, yeah. anyway. Um, with the vector, I hardly think about headshots. Yeah. It's just... You know, the difference between three and seven bullets in that gun is so little. <laughs> it's negligible, I know. You know? <laughs> it's true, man. That thing's like mm-hmm. a sand It's the blaster. ultimate spray and pray. Yeah. Right? Totally. Even even at close to 100 meters, mm-hmm. it can be pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've seen you do some serious work with that thing in a 2X scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right on. That's uh, That's been our partial mk 47 weapon highlight but yeah i'm, I'm glad you know, we talked about that man that was there was a lot of interesting consideration in there yeah definitely mm-hmm. glad we talked about it supplemental materials exhibit a it has long been presumed that burst fire for weapons provides for a higher fire rate than single tap or single fire mode however in this demonstration i will show that the MK-47 has a faster fire rate on single tap than it does on burst mode. In the first recording you will hear, you will hear the MK-47 on single tap. The total time it took between firing the first bullet and firing the last was 2.77 seconds. If we take 20 rounds and divide it by 2.77, 
we get a rate of 7.22 rounds per second. Now let's hear the burst mode. In the burst mode, I was able to clear an entire magazine in 2.82 seconds. 20 divided by 2.82 is 7.09. If we compare that to the rate we achieved with single tap, which was 7.22, we can see that this is still slower. They're extremely close, so really it's kind of a toss-up in preference, but what's the point of using burst mode if you can just single tap faster? Just saw a new YouTube video today by Wacky Jackie, who was talking about the ranking system. And let's just, I'll look up what it was called, but it was something about um, the like Grandmaster rank. And um, I think the title was like Grandmaster rank AFK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. AFK Grandmaster, exposing the ranking system is what it's called. And I'll just say that again because I had a phone going off. It's called AFK Grandmaster Exposing the Ranking System. And in the screenshot that he uses for his preview for the YouTube video, it has outlined the KD that he has. It's zero. <laughs> and he has a Grandmaster rank with um, 2001, I think that's RP for rank points. And in the video, he talks about kind of a skepticism he had about the ranking system and that he really wanted to test how it worked. And this is why I love Wacky Jackie is because like all of us can think of ways that we could test this game and really figure out how it works. Mm -hmm. And he's the guy that takes the time <laughs> and has the discipline to do he it. He does, man. Which is so valuable yeah. to everybody. Yeah. And I really appreciate him and what he does. And, um, you know, it helps us, us out a lot on the show, too, right? And, and doing this in a podcast format. Oh, definitely. Where we can kind of talk about it at length and dig in. And he's so efficient. Like, he, he did this all in six and a half minutes. And, like, I think that's how long it took us to talk about, you know, me having a cold at the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> yeah. So, I props, mean, man. Yeah, I spent props. six minutes talking about my sake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which I, have have you been have you been doing your due diligence, Robin, and drinking your I brown my sugar? I just poured like the bottom of my beer into my glass, right. so I have like, one more drink left. But I'm kind of disappointed because my voice hasn't really been I cracking know, that man. much. I think I'm like I think I'm too focused on my delivery. Yeah, you know, I you have to get me riled up or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it did crack a little at one point. Okay. I, we were in the flow. I didn't want to yeah, disturb wanna. us. All right. Well, um, for those of you listening who have been wanting to participate in our <laughs> drinking game, just go ahead and take like five <laughs> drinks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've been taking care of yeah, themselves. Yeah, they've probably been doing all right. <laughs> I know uh, I know the, um, the one heart listening right now is probably like three quarters of the way through his scotch. So props mm -hmm. to you, sir. Props yeah. to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So this beer is hitting me a little now. Let's see if I can recall what, um, what, what wacky Jackie was saying. Jackie wacky had to say. Yeah, yeah. So here's the gist: he presumably created a new account, and he tested how far he could get in the ranking system, not getting any kills, 
and basically just going to the middle of a circle and proning for the whole game. Mm, okay. So he would jump from the plane in the middle of the flight path. He would just drift. He would pull his parachute as soon as possible. He would drift until the first circle showed up. He would fly to the middle of the first circle, go prone, and then he would occasionally check his computer while he was doing other stuff <laughs> to see like where the circle was going. So if mm-hmm. it moved, he would just like get up, probably auto-run to where the middle of the next circle was, or at least to be within the next circle. And then he would hang out there until he had to move again. And that was and he would prone. Mm. That was all he did. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see how high in the ranking system he could get with this. It, and he got Grandmaster. So <laughs> okay. he, he, yeah, That's all there it you takes. go. If you guys are, are climbing the ranks, uh, you're probably trying too hard. I got to <laughs> tell you. <ya. laughs> if your goal at the end of the day is to be Grandmaster, this is how you do it. And, which, in a way, for a survival game, I have to say, like it kind of makes sense to me. Mm. Because most players want to have fun while they're surviving, like me. I'm always, like, towing the line between, like, okay, do I just, like, play it safe and avoid people? Or do I go for the kills and, like, earn? <laughs> yeah. I got to earn my rank, right? Yeah. Because it feels like if you get to top two and you haven't killed anyone, you feel bad, man. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's true. Like, so, you hardly want to bruise into the winner winner Discord and post your like victory chicken dinner photograph with one kill on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> those are the ones you keep to yourself, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this is this is really I'm I'm kind of wondering in a way if we just as players and the player community in general, like doesn't we, we don't understand what this game is actually about, which is surviving. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because really, that is what it's about. But in terms of like how this game is structured, it's like you drop a hundred people, whoever survives wins. It's survival. Yeah, it's not who kills everybody wins. Yeah, that doesn't matter, right? Like he even won a game doing this. And he didn't kill anyone because there were three people left. One of them killed the other, and the other one died to the blue zone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so he got he so, inadvertently got a pacifist victory there. Yep. That's awesome. By doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but, you know, he was very patient, and that was like 24 hours of playtime he put into this. His average rank was around 11 out of 100 mm-hmm. or so. And kind of the whole idea that he's putting forward in this is that um, he he cites PUBG and that they were saying that Grandmaster rank was reserved, and I'm paraphrasing, for the top 100 players, which I doubt would be true. (laughs) So so did they say that? Did they announce that? No, PUBG said that in their announcement about the ranking system. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't use the word reserve, but they said, like, you know, you can work your way up through the ranks through competitive play, right? And I think that's one of the phrases, competitive play, that Mm. really, like, rings in my mind, is when you think of competitive play, you think of player versus player. Yeah. 
Definitely. And what this strategy is really about is just player versus like game PVE. Like yeah. PVE kind of, but also PV like battle royale. Like just the whole like mode itself. Right. Because it's really it's about either being good enough that you can fight battles and win them or being conservative enough that you can avoid battles Mm -hmm. until it counts. Mm Mm-hmm. Which statistically just makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you avoided the first, like, five chances you had to battle with people and then took up the last two fights because you had to, most definitely you're going to be ranking higher generally. Yeah. But most people don't want to play that way because it's boring. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely in that camp. Well, where, you know... I would rather have fun and enjoy myself and have action than shoot for rank. Yeah. So Well, me too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's one of my, like... It's one of my deepest criticisms of this game is that mm-hmm. I feel like it, everything about it is designed to reward really conservative play. Mm-hmm. And it just like and and when you see these professional tournaments like the Invitationals and stuff, you see all of these teams employing these really cheap cheesy tactics, you know, like having one player break off and go hide in the grass the entire game. Like you see these people, you know, just like it's a great idea in squads. Yeah, yeah, you know that if you if you if you're playing for money, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. but it just it just boils my blood that that's like still the priority in this game because, yeah, you know, it's like, and here's the reason why is if you tell people it's a survival game where you know you do whatever it takes to win right that's a, that's like a compelling description of the game but a more mm-hmm. honest description of the game <laughs> is like okay so like pubg is this game where like 100 people drop and 60 of them have fun killing each other and the other 40 hide in bathrooms with shotguns you yeah. know, and like that's like a little <laughs> less sexy of a description of the game, you know. But mm-hmm. it, it's it's just more. It's a bit closer to like the actual spirit of winning the game, and that pisses me off, you know. So, have you watched the um, honest game trailers for this oh, game? <laughs> no, I haven't. But they must be amazing. Dude. Yeah, you have to watch it. <laughs> totally, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. Because they nailed it. They nailed it, like, two months okay. after this game okay. came out. Like, before... I think even before it had, like, 1.0 release yeah. on PC. Yeah, they I had it all the, figured the, out. The quote I remember was, like, where the winningest strategy is, like, camping in a garage or like <laughs> something like that, which was right on, yeah, man. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, okay, so it's also one of the reasons why I've never given a shit about my ranking in this game and I've never played for ranking. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, I, it's not that I'm trash-talking people who do that, you know? Like, I, I, it does take skill to, like, strike that perfect balance of being a sweaty and competitive fighter and also learning how to stay alive. So I, I don't want to, like, diss on mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to diss on people who climb the ranks. It's definitely a skill set, and I really respect it. Right. Having said that, like... You know, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, like, I, within an hour's worth of playtime in this game, I'd figured out how to survive into the top 10. And, yeah, I, okay, I wasn't doing it, like, reliably, but I, it's just not that hard, 
is what it comes down yeah. to. Like, it really is mm-hmm. as simple as like being a cheap ass, going to the center of the circle, and like chilling in a bathroom with your shotgun pointed at the door, or like going prone <laughs> in a field, or just bush camping. Like, it really is that easy. And that's stupid. I just think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. I, I really think, first of all, the ranking system should not be this simplistic. Right. Totally agree. <laughs> and if you wanted to encourage action in this game, which really is what, it's what people want to want. It's what people want to do. Yeah. And the game should reward the things that are fun and the things that make games fun. Right. Which isn't points. Like, points can help reward behaviors that are fun, which is what points should be used for. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But points should not be awarded to things that aren't fun, which is exactly what is happening in this Mm. case. And it's it's making people who are kind of achievement-oriented play this game mode that is quite drab. Yeah. And... So really, if you were going to have a good ranking system, it wouldn't... Right now, it's heavily weighted. You, you At the end of the round, you get X number of points. And that X number of points is determined by how long you survive and how many people you kill. I think it's as crude as that. Maybe there's revives or something like that, but not that I know of. And so you're going to get a little bit of points for every person you kill, but you're going to get far more points if you just avoid those fights altogether and just survive longer, right? Yeah. Now, if, if you think you're going to win the battle, and you win it, and you survive the same length, then good for you. You got more points. But statistically, it just makes sense to avoid the battle and survive. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, um, I really think that there should just be more points for kills, really, at the end of Agreed. the day. Um, Agreed. Because that, that would really offset this. And I think that consolidating the end result of a match into a a round points number and then making that determine the rank is a fundamentally flawed system. Yeah. Because if you have someone with the zero KD who's a quote-unquote grandmaster at this game, like, that means nothing. Yeah, it's a joke. Their ranking system means nothing Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Because... That it just like what it, this is the shittiest game in the world if that's what it means to be good at this. Like, <laughs> so, in other words, when you get done with a match, there should be your rank points and there should also be your kill points. And there should be criteria for a minimum amount of both of those that you need to reach each category. Yeah. Right? So, if you want to be like most people are in gold. So if you want to get to, um, what's the next one? Platinum. Then you need to be, let's say, at least in top, average, top, I don't know. Gold is really low, and I think their ranking system's messed up. So let's just say you're in top 60 on average, and you have like a 0.8 KD, right? Like really modest. And there's a lot of categories above that, so there's plenty of room to grow. And then, but if, if you have a point. Let's say you have 60% or you're in the, the top, um, you died within the first 40 or whatever I said, and you don't, you have a KD of 0.5, you don't make it. You're like, that's yeah. it. You have to get kills and you have to shoot off. Yeah. 
that's how this game that's what this is about to me i agree is not just being able to survive in the shadows but being able to win battles yep so i totally agree i don't know you need both <laughs> yeah. you know to be good at this game you yep. need both in my opinion yeah so you know it shouldn't like you know, it makes sense to me why players like Shroud on at the top of the rankings because, you know, they play like fucking maniacs. And, you yeah. know, and it should be that people like that need to work on surviving more. And it should also be that people who are good at surviving and playing really strategically need to work on killing more. So, yeah, mm. and I, I agree. I think there are very simple ways for them to just take what they're doing right now and tweak the numbers and make something that's a lot more satisfying so yeah. i'm a little baffled i mean it, i don't know to i mean this, to, this i don't know they've never been good with numbers no so. no i guess they haven't <laughs> i i would like to just interpret this as like they this is the first implementation of their system and they're working through bugs but mm. it's still just the fact that there's any system that can produce no. a result like this is just speaks poorly <laughs> right yeah, it's yeah. It, just, it should I, like, never have happened was, in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. This is not a ranking system. Yeah. Nope. This is this is not even like I was giving them shit earlier for having like a half baked version of deathmatch and a half baked version of conquest, and this is just like they clearly spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. Or at least it took them a long time to put it out. Yeah. And. It just, it's just total shit. Like yeah. we we could tell early on that this was not going to be any kind of like Elo system, right? Which granted, would be a lot more complicated. Like Elo usually works really well if you if you have one on one type games like chess or something mm -hmm. like that. And you know, I I think you could actually implement it um, in this game as well. It would be a lot more complicated, but you could do it. Yeah. Um, based on the outcome of battles. If so-and-so kills so-and-so, then you produce an ELO score out of it. Right. And this is just like, I thought it was like, oh, okay, like ELO's complicated, so they're doing kind of like a slightly dumbed-down version of it, maybe. And I, I could tell from their point system that that, like, we weren't going that way with the ELO. And this is just <laughs> so far shy of that yeah. that I'm kind of, like, embarrassed for them. Yeah. It, to be it is. It's embarrassing. They should be embarrassed, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you're just continuing a proud tradition of embarrassing first drafts of just about everything in this game, you know? <laughs> I mean... And unfortunately, we don't see a follow-up of, like, really sound drafts either. <laughs> like, the best thing about this game was their, like, the design yeah. of the alpha. Yeah. Like exactly. the very first release, mm -hmm. right? And we've seen a little bit of like a lot of different new things introduced, but it's mostly like, here's a new weapon, you mm -hmm. know, or here's a new vehicle. We're going to make it perform a little better. But fundamentally, the stuff that's good about the game is still good. And whenever, like the improvements have been pretty very marginal. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like when yeah. we talk about design and implementation, I think I give this <laughs> game like 10 out of 10 design and like, I don't know, maybe a two out of 10 implementation. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it more okay. than a two. Maybe it's reached a four I think. Now. I mean, I don't know. It, it runs well. It's like, it's a fun game, but yeah, it's, I'd give it like a seven. 
out of ten wow. implementation. High praise, yeah. Man. Yes, I mean there's there's higher, but <laughs> it's like it's a fun game. Yeah, you know it, it plays well. For the most part, I really enjoy it. I, I like I've been playing this a lot. I haven't even played Black Ops. I I have it. I played the beta, mm-hmm. <laughs> the pre beta. Mm-hmm. Even though I pre-ordered it, and then I haven't even played it since I like officially own it and have downloaded oh, it. Oh, okay. So why yeah. is that? I don't. I just. I was like. I've been really into PUBG lately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. it's. I will say that Black Ops is out, and like I haven't purchased it yet. And if if given the choice, I would definitely rather play PUBG at the moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, the the X factor is still there. Whatever it is. Hasn't yeah. gone anywhere yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job. Good job, PUBG. And let's hope that they get the ranking system at least, <laughs> you know, a little bit more figured out. Make it a yeah. meaningful thing that people actually want to pursue. One more thing to say about the Wacky Jackie reveal or expose on the ranking system is he basically showed that A, the progress through rank is very linear based on time played. Now, I'm assuming that time played in this case was using his current strategy, which was a rather winning strategy. Mm. And so it might not be reflective of what the average player experiences as they go through the ranks. Mm-hmm. But with this strategy, it was extremely linear, his, his progression through the ranks up to, I think it was platinum, mm. which is the third highest. Mm. Okay. And so it's it's like really steady up to platinum and then it the progress from there onward is half as fast. Mm. So they just like half the points you get from each round <laughs> okay. to get like to the next level yeah. basically at that point and then then you're grandmaster. It's just it's literally a matter of time, a matter of number of rounds played. Yeah. Um if you play like this. So that's one thing. Um the other takeaway Oh yeah. If your rank increases, you know, the assumption and, and that what they've said is that you play against harder and harder players or, or players that are in your category. He has a graph. So I don't know how he even pulled this, but apparently you have access to the players that were in your matches and he had some help putting the numbers together, but he was able to figure out what the average rank of people was in his various matches and there was a correlation as he progressed through rank that the average skill of the people he played against went up. But it was really very small increase over time. So he went from being, like, you start at gold, and he went up to grandmaster. So that's several ranks up. And the average rank of the person he played against only increased from gold up to lower platinum, which is the next rank. So... If you're a you know grandmaster or almost grandmaster player, you're still only playing people who are generally upper gold or higher platinum. So yeah, it's not you know, which is great for you because if you're actually a gold or if you're actually um, a really high level player, you're just kind of eating people for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> which we see, of course. Like that is kind of obvious when you watch streamers who are really good at this, um, which I think is maybe why this. It's such a good game for streamers. It's because 
there's a really <laughs> shitty matchmaking system where they're basically uh, playing just against average people. That's or just really against the whole player pool. That's a really right? without that's any a really math good at all. point that I hadn't really thought about. That like mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why, yeah, like shroud will get like 10 kills in a row and then he'll suddenly just get owned you know because he like finally came up against someone really good yep and they're used to just mowing people down because they're playing against like average people and then you know here and there they'll get one of the outliers like themselves and they're not ready because they've been mowing people down (laughs) for the last 20 kills yeah I know exactly. It's <laughs> it was really great. Um, Sokola posted a video in our Discord of uh, him killing Chad on stream, and mm. you see Chad like, you know, Chad's kind of like peeking out the window, and all of a sudden, you know, Soko lands a headshot on him and he dies, and he gets really salty, and he's just like, he's like, dude, <laughs> why are people so sweaty in this game now? They're just all like. <laughs> crouching around like walking around in houses you know just like just like looking in windows trying to shoot people and i was like dude you're just not used to getting owned you know like <laughs> uh, wait who's chad who's chad he's uh he's one of those guys who plays the shroud a lot he's okay. he's just like uh you know he's he's kind of like he plays with that same crew of like shroud and j9 and you know all okay. of those guys yeah i've seen the name i just couldn't remember yeah. okay so um, i just you know, it yeah. was just clear that he's like he's just not used to being up against competition that that's actually able to meet or beat him, right? Yeah. So, anyway, I just that, that right. cracked me up. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, if you want to be a grandmaster, just go AFK. You're gonna get there quicker. <laughs> just put on that audio book. You know, watch your favorite Netflix show. Check the game every ten <laughs> exactly. minutes. Exactly. You know. Literally, like you could do this at your job, you yeah. know. It's so it's the PUBG version of grinding, right? <laughs> yeah. So wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You exactly. Got it. Okay. I went a different place there for a second. <laughs> Grind it. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Winner Winner PUBG podcast. It's been awesome having you with us as always. Uh, Join us on our Discord, which link is in the show notes. That's really the place to be these days. And you can also find us in our Xbox club to search for Winner Winner. And you can also pay us that sweet, sweet cash on Patreon if you're feeling generous. Mm. Or leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate that too. And Robin, who did the music for this episode? That was Biffy Man. Thanks, Biffy Man. He's biffiest. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all I have to say. And look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Thanks for joining, guys. See you out there. All right. Solid. How, how long was that? Let's see. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs>